It's a podcast. Hey, it's y'all, y'all her. her. <laughs> a podcast where I, Pete Phillips, and me, Marissa Phillips, we're not related. We uh, tell you some stuff that we know that we think uh, you know you'd benefit from knowing. What Pete meant to say was, we tell you information that will elevate your state of consciousness, therefore bringing you to a next level of being, therefore helping you. Impress people at parties. That's what we meant to say. <laughs> and what I would then interject is, which of you think you didn't know you needed to know? I like to keep it simple. I'm like, peace. <laughs> Even though I did keep it simple, and she still uh, made fun of me. So, But I, I could see the words in your eyes. They scrolled past like they a weren't there. They weren't there. <laughs> they were. What you want. It said, what it you said those said. words said, perhaps you couldn't read them because they were backwards. <laughs> they said, just keep it simple this week. You know, move on. And here we are still talking about it. Marissa, how's your week going? There's a lot of dark points in my week, but I will say... Good. ...are very, um, very... <laughs> I was going to say are very consistent fan. That's very lame. That's a very... <laughs> our very loyal fan, also, Juan. A synonym. Our very loyal international fan, Juan, from Ooh. Korea. Um, he, uh, he's up to date with our shows, and he texted me a picture the other day. And he goes, hey, is this a cold shoulder shirt? It was not, I don't think. It was exposed a little bit too much. God, I saw I, one today, know? and I just wanted to go, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why did you buy this shirt? What is wrong with you? Anyway, I'm sorry. Back to Juan. <laughs> well, I was just saying that he uh, he, he really interacts about, about our shows. He also gave us a story once about paralysis. He creeps pictures on people. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> and also... He gave a recommendation, and then I said, I'll look into it. And then he said, never mind. I don't know why I recommended that. The term sex positive, which I don't think I can make a whole show out of that. But I do think in the future, I'll share a story about how that term impacted my life in a weird way when I was dating. But anyway. Moments so while ago. I will use it, but not for a whole episode. Moments ago, you said sleep paralysis. And then you said sex, and I thought you were going to say Juan wanted us to do sex paralysis one week, and I was going to go, no, Juan, that's illegal. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, sex positivity, that, yes. that that term. But, um, yeah, what's your icebreaker this week, Pete? Oh, my week? My week's pretty good, too. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I do have... <laughs> I do have one major highlight. How's your week? I thought you asked me that as a joke. I honestly did. I wasn't, like, dismissing you. I thought you asked me that as a joke because you hate when I ask that question. No, no. I don't hate when... I hate when we ask it every week and we don't have anything okay. else to talk about. So, there's, so Pete, how's your week? There's a, there's a door outside of my apartment, and it's to the stairs, and it's a fire door, so if there's a fire, it's supposed to stay confined to the... But around the whole door is drywall, so I don't even understand. Like, Anyway. The door slams all the time, and there are people that live on the floor in my apartment building. Not on the floor, you know what I mean. Um, and they slam the door all the time, and they don't do it on purpose. The door has a, this is what I learned this week, the door had a, like a, a self-closing hinge. And the self-closing hinge needs to be calibrated to the amount of how hard you want it to close the door. So I, t- I looked at these hinges, I did a lot of Googling, I studied for a long time, and I figured out how these hinges work. And I went out there, and <laughs> I pried a part off, pulled out the tension pin, and now the door doesn't slam. 
it closes. It just doesn't slam and shake the walls in my apartment and wake me up at 4 o'clock in the morning just because you want to go out to get a beer or Beth, something. can I just tell you something about Pete? <laughs> Pete does this, these things sometimes that, like, most people wouldn't have the balls to do, nor would they even, like, think they're allowed to do. Like, but he always does it for, like, a good cause. So, like, while Pete hasn't done this, if I were to amplify, like, the way Pete is, I would say, like, I can imagine Pete going into his neighbor's house, like, picking the lock in his neighbor's house <laughs> just to turn off their alarm clock. Oh, yeah, That yeah. wouldn't <laughs> stop beeping. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't know. But basically, I can imagine Pete very easily doing something illegal for a just cause and and doing something that benefits everyone. You could but say... in a way that's totally, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Harmlessly invasive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That. That's his tagline <laughs> on his dating profile. Okay, Marissa, you ready for the icebreaker? Yeah. What's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? It's it's the season now. Girl Scouts are everywhere selling cookies. You do know I have a gluten Pretend you intolerance. Don't. Pretend you don't. <sighs> okay. Pretend you don't have a sugar intolerance, a gluten intolerance, <laughs> a little girl intolerance, <laughs> a clubs um, and social organizations intolerance. I would say, I mean, I feel like it's so easy. Isn't everybody's favorite Girl Scout cookie Samoa's? That's mine, too. Yeah, like, I feel like that's universal. I don't know that it is universal. Here's the reason. I mean, the only ones that compete are Thin Mints and the things with peanut butter. Right, right. I don't like coconut, and I don't like caramel, but I love a Samoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a marriage <laughs> that belongs. For the longest time, my favorite... If you say shortbread cookies, yep. I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> What's your problem? I think that is partially because when I was a kid in the hospital and they would do like tests or stuff like that, they would give you treats like because you were good. And they would always give Lorna Dunes. So that's all they had. So they're like shortbread cookies. So I was like, nice. Oh, that's what they're called? Yeah. Oh. That's in like a name brand of a shortbread cookie. Yeah. Oh, okay. But. You're gross, but okay. Thanks. I was just kidding. (laughs) So what are you here to talk about this week, Marissa? What are you going to impart upon us? What are you going to be like a spleen bursting in a human body and shooting, instead of poison, knowledge throughout the whole thing? Okay. So I'm first going to say... That even though Pete explained, I think, in a past podcast, that we try not to be y'all heard about this dumb shit show, um, I have a hard time talking about things that I don't think are dumb, because I think I shine when I'm making fun of myself or others. And when I talk about something I really love, I feel like those episodes aren't the strongest. (laughs) But I couldn't not talk about this. Captain EO is such an important part of my life, and... I pitched it to Pete, and he was like, what is Captain EO? And I was like, how are you alive? And then, like... I'm not. I'm a ghost. (laughs) And I was just like, wow, anyone who doesn't know what Captain EO is, it's time that changes. So today, I'm going to talk about what it is. Did you look it up at all? Like, do you have any concept of what it is besides the sentence I gave you? I googled. I saw an important picture of an Mm -hmm. iconic star in this Mm -hmm. particular production. And then I was like, I'm just going to let Marissa tell me about this. I okay. do think it's important, though. If you're going out to Google it before listening to Marissa, it's Captain EO, not Captain Neo. Yeah. Um, it letter is not. E, letter O. Hit it. What I liked about Captain EO. She's stop. swinging around toothpaste. 
I am. I got to <laughs> What I like about Captain EO is that if you were born in the mid to late 80s, chances are Captain EO is trapped somewhere in your subconscious and you have no idea what the hell it is. Like, you have these vague images of it. You're like, what is this even? Because that's what happened with me. And I took a day to, like, post on Facebook, oh, I'm doing a podcast about Captain EO. Like, what what can people tell me about it? And it just, I had a day where I just talked to people that, like, kind of knew what Captain EO was, but they just couldn't really put their finger on it. So, one person I asked was like, oh, yeah, I saw that in Disney as a kid, and my mind was blown. Nice. But didn't it have something to do with, like, Muppets explaining how 3D works? No, it has nothing to do with Muppets. <laughs> but it's interesting that that person thought that. Um, another person said, I loved it. I remembered watching it as a kid. And for year- and years later, I was thinking, did I see Michael Jackson in some movie with aliens? But I couldn't remember for the life of me where I saw it. And as for my own experience, all through my childhood, I had this really vague images that would enter my head from time to time that had like Michael Jackson in some dark dystopian setting and I think it was like in space and there was like puppets or something and I just so distinctly remember this really creepy lady with these huge fingernails like pointing at me and like the 3D and the screen like really seemed like she was going to scratch my face and it was utterly horrifying but the thing is I had no idea what this I, what this like image was from, and I kind of thought I might have made it up, which would have been very interesting. And likely, and very likely. Yeah, I yeah, know, right? <laughs> anyway, in 2014, I finally got to experience Captain EO as an adult, and I finally got a sense of closure. I got to make sense of everything that was in my mind as a child. Okay, so wait, and you did experience it as a child, you just, like, couldn't remember, or you I couldn't did, get all the details? I okay. no okay. concept of when or where or how I experienced it. So this it. is kind of like repressed childhood trauma. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I faced, I faced it right. in, my, in my adult years. Um, and seeing it in 2014, uh, it was by far, by far, at least one of the three most beautiful things I experienced <laughs> in the year, in the 2000s. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, what is Captain EO? Captain EO is a movie starring Michael Jackson that was shown in Epcot in Disney World, and I think it might have been in, like, Disney's Around the World, but it was specifically shown in Disney World's Epcot from 1986, the year I was born, so is my destiny, uh, <laughs> to 1996. Um... During its original run, it was actually a 4D film. So, like, in addition to the movie, it had, like, lasers and fog machines and moving seats. And um, it stopped in 1996. But after Michael Jackson's death, um, fans were, like, clamoring for it. So it came back from 2010 to 2015. Um, It was downgraded to 3D at that time. They got rid of some of the really fancy effects. But anyway, it was still the same movie. Um, It's no longer a Disney World, sadly. And I got to see it a year before it closed. Um, Captain EO was filmed, it stars Michael Jackson, like I said, and it was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Nice. And it is a 17-minute short film. So, let's just go purely off the picture you saw and the title. What do you think it's about? 
Well, you mentioned Aliens. Otherwise, I would say that it's uh, the movie Drive with Guy- Ryan Gosling, but in 3D, <laughs> starring Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson is like... It was the era where Michael Jackson was considered... I would go so far as to say, like, hot. And like then, Ryan Gosling. So, yeah, so far I'm nailing innocent. it. <laughs> he would never be killing anyone. Michael Jackson was like the sweetheart <laughs> of the world. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, to me, like the co- it looked like... The way that the cover of Drive is like a throwback to oh, another okay, time, okay. that sort of thing. Yeah, gotcha. it sort of okay. reminded me of that. Okay. So in the film, Michael Jackson is Captain EO. He's the captain of a spaceship, and he has a whole crew of puppets. Um, not Muppets. Yeah, they're not Muppets. <laughs> uh, but his crew includes a giant two-headed bird monster. Nice. A robot with a mustache. A robot with a metal mustache, oh, not a God. man mustache. That is, okay. That's important for me to know. <laughs> yeah. uh, something that just looked like a vacuum. Uh, a tiny bird monster that would fly on his shoulder. And a small elephant creature that farts a lot and ruins everything and is named Hooter. <laughs> so he and his crew are known for being massive losers that fail every mission. So in the movie, this is their last mission, their last-ditch attempt to prove themselves. So their mission is to travel to this place called the Dark Planet, and it's like this polluted place filled with garbage, and it's dark, and it's desolate. Earth. And they have to find the evil queen named the Supreme Leader, who is played by... Want to guess who plays the evil queen? How many guesses do I get? Two. Ah, damn it. Think um, of the time period and who would be, like, relevant. I'm just thinking of... Uh, I was thinking relevant to Michael Jackson. Okay, fine. Just Not Liz want. Taylor? No, that'd be sick. Ah, oh, man. Okay. Okay, 1986. I'm just blanking. I'm going to throw Cindy Crawford, even though I know she's not it. No, that's so stupid. <laughs> I know it's stupid. That's why I was embarrassed to say anything. <laughs> I'm sorry for shaming you. Angelica Houston. All right, I can see that. She basically looks like she belongs in, like, Ghost in the Shell, if you know what that is, or like, I don't know, she, she looks like a horrifying alien. That's that movie starring a white woman, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's an anime, too, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so the deal is, they're supposed to find the Supreme Leader and present her with the gift of music. And this gift will unlock her inner beauty and ultimately save her disgusting dark planet and make her good again. So, because Captain EO and his crew are a bunch of losers, they get in, like, their plan is, like, intercepted, like, the moment they get there. And they're captured, and the evil supreme leader vows to turn Captain EO's crew into trash cans. I don't know. And he is sentenced to a thousand years of torture. So then, of course, as you would expect, Captain EO uses the power of dance. To turn nice. all of the queen henchmen around her. He starts doing this dance, and then like, shoots lasers out of his hands, and they're like, what? I gotta dance, too! And then they, like, start dancing with Michael Jackson, and then, like, a whole choreographed dance starts, okay? And she's like, what? What yeah. are you doing? You're my henchman! So then, anyway. So, yeah, he does a synchronized dance with her henchmen, and then he unleashes the power of song. You hear that? Okay. And they're like, 
So imagine while that's going on, there's like people that look like a combination of like robots, Mad Max, and like people who would be doing ribbon dancing. <laughs> like the costumes are really all over the place. But anyway, it's like a really awesome synchronized dance. So basically, the synchronized dance is so powerful and so overwhelmingly sick, like right. sick in a good way. And his music is so powerful that the Supreme Leader is overwhelmed. And her ugly, grotesque appearance and her gross, evil garbage planet are instantly transformed into a beautiful planet full of color and rainbow and beauty. And she so, is turned back into Angelica Houston. So was he his own mission? He had the gift to give her oh. he didn't. yeah so he had the gift of music to give her and unlock her interview right um and then at the end of it michael jackson gives the smile that he could only give <laughs> it was such a powerful smile that you're like oh my god and it's but, in 3d but it's a, it's a smile that like two thousands michael couldn't give with the same power but 19, 1986, Michael can give, and you're just like, oh my God, Michael Jackson, what? I want to save you and be you and embrace you and be your mother and be your child and be your wife all at the same time. Marissa has relationship issues. <laughs> she doesn't know boundaries. I was like, I don't know even what I want to be. I want to be everything at the same time as Michael Jackson. I want to be Michael Jackson, but I want to be with Michael Jackson. Death smiles the best. <laughs> and then basically everyone you have, like the Supreme Leader is like waving and Michael Jackson doing his like crotch thrusts and everybody's just freestyling in the background and then his puppets are like, woo! And honestly the special effects don't translate anymore, but Michael Jackson's performance is so sincere to a bunch of like... Transcends time and space. Yeah, it's just like... Anyway. So I will just say, it's not in Disney anymore. But I would recommend that anyone who hears this podcast, even if you don't love Michael Jackson, um, if you at least like him just a little bit, you can watch Captain EO on YouTube. It's only 18 minutes. And it's freaking awesome. Okay? Now, a couple of fun facts about Captain EO. Thank God. Okay. MTV actually aired Captain EO on TV in 1996. Is it just um, as good without 3D? Yes. It's, okay. I, I would say the 3D makes it, like, kind of fun, like a novelty. But I would say, like, the beginning is a little slow. His puppet people are, like, kind of annoying. But Michael Jackson's sincere performance among the puppets... <laughs> is so endearing that you don't care that it's a little bit boring at first. You're just like, oh my god, Michael Jackson, like, <laughs> you're the sweetest person in the world. and In the universe. Like, I know. And it, <laughs> he just seems so innocent and so lovable that you're just like, I don't care. And then when you actually get on the planet, it's a little bit, parts of it are comical. But then as soon as Michael Jackson starts, oh, by the way, all of his robots on his crew transform into instruments. So that's that's what they're because you're like what the hell is your use? You just like fart a lot and you just like fire and fart. And what does the fart thing turn into? What is the farting elephant? What 
instrument would that turn into? Actually, I don't think it turns into anything, but I think he can play the keyboard. Because <laughs> actually, yeah, so Michael Jackson... Not with his big stuff. old elephant hand. <laughs> right from the start, Michael Jackson is like, I'm ready to, to deliver the power of music. And all of his robot crew transforms. And he throws his... He had like a cape. He throws it on the ground. He's like, Hooter, get everything ready. And Hooter trips on the cape... Like, falls on the floor and then just knocks all the instruments to the ground, and that's when Michael Jackson gets captured. That's such so a Hooter thing to do. Thing. Yeah. But, um, but then I think Hooter, like, plays the keyboard at some point, saves himself, whatever. Um, but as soon as Michael Jackson starts dancing and singing, it's all golden until the end. <clears throat> okay. And Cats and EO has never been officially released in any home format, but like I said, you could easily get it on YouTube. Yeah. 17 minutes. Um, the costume designer was the costume designer from Cats. Uh, the makeup artist was the makeup artist from Thriller. And the choreographer was the choreographer from Flashdance. And the director was Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> I know, I know. So awesome. <laughs> okay. And the budget? You want to guess? What do you think? I know you didn't see it, but what do you think? A 17-minute oh, film? It's hard to say with, you know, like uh, with time and, and everything like that. Couldn't have been more than a million. Oh, no, you're so wrong. Oh, dear. Uh, 17 minutes, let's see. How many million dollars per minute? <laughs> yeah. Um, it costs over a million a minute. It's a little over $17 million. All right. But take into account this was created for Disney. So, like, it's not just like... Right, Epcot, like they're selling tickets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... And, um... So stick it to the man and watch it on YouTube for free. <laughs> Well, I mean, now there's nowhere you could really see it otherwise. Yeah. Um, and what I liked, which I did not know, uh, did you ever see, back in the day, um, there was, like, uh, you know, a tabloid rumor going around that Michael Jackson sleeps in a hyper hyperbaric chamber? Did you ever yes. see that? Mm -hmm. So, the week of Captain EO's release, that is when the National Enquirer published those photos, and apparently those photos were leaked leaked by Jackson himself to build up attention for this Captain Neo attraction. That's that's the story. Why are you yeah. giving me a face? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he's, he's like a, a social media type genius all the way I, back then. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, what I'm saying is, even if he wants to sleep in a hyperbaric chamber, that's fine. Just let him. Okay. He, he doesn't have to lie about it. He just needs to be himself. <laughs> um... But oh, yeah, I, so, leaked, I leaked those pictures. They're not real. Yeah, they are real, Michael. Just chill out. <laughs> but yeah, um, sat in the 80s, there was a whole Captain EO um, like gift shop when you get out. And I was very depressed that um, when I got out of Captain EO in 2014, there were no gifts to be had. Um, <laughs> I did get a Captain EO pin, which I just got really casually. And I thought it was just like, whatever, you know, like a Disney pin. But I look on eBay now, my Captain EO pin that I got four years ago seems to be like $40 at the minimum and like almost $100 like getting up there. So I guess they're kind of limited. Um, there's actually a Cataneo comic book that's 3D um, that you could find out there. And um, Captain EO, actually this doesn't exist anymore, but when Captain EO ended in 1996, it was turned into Honey... Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Honey, I shrunk the audience ride. Ugh, which is such a downgrade. <laughs> but now I think they just have films in it, which is gross, because Michael Jackson is forever. Okay. 
Guys, I don't like peanut butter anymore after this episode. I'm not saying that Michael Jackson. I'm not as enthusiastic about Michael Jackson as I am. I like him a little bit less. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not saying that Michael Jackson is not forever, but you have to give other people the opportunity to use the space too. No, but I mean, like, if you were gonna have like a sick ride, I gotta stop saying sick. What am I doing? You're gonna have a really cool ride. That's one thing. But if you're just gonna use it periodically for films, no, you're dead to me. God, you're dead to me. And good. I'm glad you acknowledged that, quote, Michael Jackson is forever. Right. Anyway. But, like, so if you I, oh. I what I'm saying is I understand Epcot's inclination to bring in some new things from time to time. Although I do think that you have a very good point that everything old becomes new again. So why not bring them back for a little while? I know. And, like, what the hell? They have other bullshit in Epcot that they didn't get rid of that should go, like, I don't know, the Carousel of Progress or whatever. <laughs> like really Captain EO is less relevant than that um, I don't think Captain EO is educational um <laughs> no it's about <laughs> how you can change the world with the power of music shut up anyway <laughs> I have no idea what Pete's top is going to be so I can't wait to see what this jumping off point is there isn't one this week we have a mismatch episode, and I can't think of any way to relate these two topics. So that is my challenge to you, the listener, and Marissa. Okay. This week I want to talk to you about the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission. The United States Consumer Product Safety Commission is an independent agency of the United States government which seeks to, one, promote the safety of consumer products <laughs> I'm just looking at Marissa's face, and she seems so underwhelmed. Uh, promote the safety of consumer products by addressing unreasonable risks of injury through coordinating recalls, evaluating products that are subject of consumer complaints or industry reports. Two, developing uniform safety standards. And three, conducting research into product-related illness and injury. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so... This is a dry but vital government agency. Would you agree? Yeah. Like whenever they have like, uh, oh, people's TVs are falling on them again. You better anchor them. These are the people that tell you about that. Mm-hmm. So. Where's this going? In my opinion, the information that this government agency has to provide is very serious. And yet... Their social media specialist named Ooh, Joseph. Okay, I like where it's going. <laughs> named Joseph Galbo decided that the best way to convey these particular ideas and concepts was to sort of make meme esque reminders and warnings about yeah. products and habits. <laughs> Their Twitter account started in June on June twentieth of two thousand seventeen. If you wanted to look it up while you're watching, or while you're listening. It Only is, I'm watching you, Pete. I know. It is at USCPSC. I'm going to get those letters wrong throughout the rest of this. Now. USCPSP? SC. SC. As in okay. cat. Is this Twitter? Yes. The okay. most popular piece that they've done so far is this patchwork where you have a United States forest with the sun setting in the background. And from the bottom of the frame of the image, there's a shark with its jaw wide open. And from the top, there's an eagle flying down with talons outstretched. The eagle is labeled saferproducts.gov and the shark is labeled unsafe products. There was a five tweet tweet storm 
about the battle that these two animals would have and how it pertains to safe pro- saferproducts.gov. I may have gotten that wrong the first time I said it. Saferproducts.gov uh, being such a valuable resource that would dominate and kill the shark of unsafe products. The CPSC has 42,000 Twitter followers. And despite taking this effort of putting this silly picture together, it got 164 retweets and like 250 likes. Okay. Which kind of seems like a bummer to me. (laughs) That was in one of the inceptions of it, and I say it that way because what they seem to do a lot is reuse the same information over and over and over again. So they they make a picture like this, and they post it to their own a few different times. I don't think that they understand that the ways that memes work, because memes are supposed to go viral and other people are supposed to, and that's how it spreads. It seems like they just think if they post it enough times, it will be considered like a meme or, or viral or something like that. Let me just interject and say he tries real or he or she tries real hard with lots of them, and that's fine. But I don't care what's to come next. My favorite one is someone running in the mountains with their arms outstretched. Yes. With three glowing, like, wooden this, chairs behind This them. guy only, in Photoshop, this guy's only skills are the um, layer effects. And so he uses the outer glow out the ass. <laughs> yeah, there's, okay, so there's someone running in the mountains, and there's three glowing like wooden, wooden school, yeah. school chairs like floating behind the person <laughs> and it says report unsafe chairs on saferproducts.gov and I don't know whether it's supposed to be that the chairs are chasing the person yes but it more looks like the person is like woo right <laughs> and the chairs are like you're having this <laughs> trippy session with the chairs <laughs> are floating in the air and I was like what is this even a picture of and it's so Stupid. Also, what is an unsafe chair? Can I call them if I'm sitting on an unsafe chair in yes. my own house? Yes, it's you so can. It's vague and stupid. I love it. <laughs> uh, since June 20th of 2017, so we're talking less than a year, we're a little, what? Are, I can't do math, but we're like maybe at what, eight months right now? They have 42,000 followers, 8,600 tweets. They repeat a lot of stuff. That's sort of the problem. All their text They at least decided to not use Impact, which I find very kind of them. But they do use the same font for everything, and it's Franklin Gothic, which is kind of like a, I I guess, like the target is to Walmart as Franklin Gothic is to Impact. Do you know the font offhand? Yes. You're how? Because I do this business. I'm I'm a closet memer. (laughs) No, I'm not. You're a closet (laughs) fonty. One of their memeable offerings is they have um, a picture of single-use laundry detergent pods. And in big letters, it says, human people united against eating laundry pods. At the top, it says, a truth you've always known, a cause you can believe in. Laundry pods are not a snack. Don't eat poison. Yet, people are eating poisonous Tide Pods. And I bring this up because... The last in, in a recent episode, Marissa said, "Isn't that a thing? People are eating Tide Pods." And I said, "No, it's not a thing. People are talking about eating yeah, pods, but it no, amazing. it's a thing that they are eating." Oh, <laughs> it's so pods. amazing, and it's so sad, but it's so amazing. Right. So, to me, 
this important, they do look delicious. This important government agency has decided that this is the best way to get the word out about the dangers of eating Tide laundry pods. But it seems it seems like they're bringing such a level of silliness to this that it's hard to take seriously. There are people who have been injured and maybe even children who have died from eating these. I don't think that a meme is the answer. <laughs> well, what do you think is the answer? Something more serious. They have a few videos on their page that are from the director of this organization, and uh, she seems like a nice, normal person who can get up there and speak seriously, and that's fine. Anyway, despite the claims that Tide would discontinue the pods, they today denied it, saying that millions of people use them without yeah, eating them. Yeah, I don't want them to discontinue those pods. Can you tell them how to control those pods? They're amazing. This is good. I'm so glad that you're a user because I think that their actual thing, what they're trying to say is if we stop, somebody else is going to pick up this corner of the market. We are basically the Kleenex of laundry pods, so we have to continue because we want to make money. Now, when you eat a Tide pod, you are eating detergent, stain remover, and color protector. My question for you, Marissa, is do you Which like these... most delicious? Do you like these because you don't have to carry around three bottles of stuff? Yep. That's it? Yep. And do, like, do you realize that you could buy three bottles of stuff probably for a lot less money and you could use them for a lot longer if they all weren't in one bit of plastic like they are in this? I did because I... Before I realized they existed, I used to buy, buy all three things. But one that I don't have a I don't have a washing machine in my house. Neither do I. Not good enough. So I don't remember <laughs> to bring all those things to the laundromat. I don't always remember to replenish my supply at the same time. It's not about the money. It's about the convenience. And I having to remember to buy and bring and have those three things at the same time. I never remember it. So with that, I just it's easy. Ingesting these pods can cause nausea, vomiting, coughing, choking, breathing trouble, and stomach pain. Yeah, and ingesting right. lead paint can kill you too. But then people made sure they stopped having their children eat lead paint. No, 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 Marissa. They didn't stop their kids from eating lead paint. They stopped it, using lead paint. <laughs> as I said it, I knew what I said. <laughs> but... People knew asbestos was bad for you, so they just stopped breathing around asbestos. <laughs> not everyone stopped using lead paint. And then when you have lead paint, make sure you can not need it. Hashtag mesothelioma. I, again, know I'm saying things that aren't real. I'll think of a point that makes sense. To, oh, I know. Oh, just good. Tied, Here we go. <laughs> let's, let's pressure Tide to reformulate, to, to think of a new formula. But I don't think we should just continue them. Yeah, it's 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 a little startling to me that you're actually cleaning your clothes with poison. I mean, you know you're not supposed to eat soap, but you don't think it's poison. I mean, I don't know. Is it actually killing people? I soap poisoning, which is a thing, can also affect blood pressure and cause your heart rate to drop very quickly. There's so many chemicals. We don't, like, I don't know. We can, Should they just repackage it in a less attractive way? I don't know why they have to look the way they do anyway. It's, it's too late now. It's too late now. People think that there is a Tide Pod challenge, so it's too late. Now, when your blood pressure and your heart rate drops, I'm sorry, when your heart when your heart rate drops so quickly, it could lead to failure of vital organ and organs and the heart possibly collapsing. Bursting the outer membrane of the pods can also lead to mouth, skin, and eye irritation as well as painful rashes and burns. 
Okay. Hashtag okay. spoiler alert on this next part. Okay, guys? Okay. This week, the CPSC posted stats about crockpots after the episode of This Is Us <laughs> revealed that the family's dad dies from a fire caused by a faulty switch on a slow cooker. <laughs> oh. To be clear, though, in the show, they all knew that it was a shitty slow cooker, but they decided to use it anyway, and I'm not saying that he deserved to die, but I'm saying they should have been safer. Now, fans of the show immediately took to social media media to slam crockpots. <laughs> oh, God. Is this Mandy Moore's husband? Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. One Twitter user said, I get married in less than two months, and suddenly I feel the need to remove the crockpot from our wedding registry. We, period, don't, period, need, period, it. I hate her. <laughs> this is us creator Dan Fogelman tweeted about the fans' outrage, saying, Taking a moment to remind everyone that it was a 20-year-old fictional crockpot with an already faulty switch. Let's not jump all over these lovely, hard-working crockpots together. When she said, we don't need it, do you think she meant it to be read, we don't need it like clapback shit so just so they don't understand it's it's such an empty sentence like you need to stop i got that one if there were periods in between we don't need it <laughs> like like in the one i'm saying you need to stop i'm telling you how serious i am but we don't need it it's like she's trying to actually hurt the crockpot's feelings <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we man, don't want this. you. <laughs> um, I'm reading the CSPCA whatever uh, meme, and it's like reported four deaths associated with slow cookers. My favorite. In 2012, an 88-year-old man fell down the stairs and suffered a fatal blunt force head injury while carrying a slow cooker. That has nothing to do with the slow cooker. That has nothing to do with the man falling down the stairs. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, there wasn't anything even in it. He was just carrying a slow cooker, fell down the steps, and the slow cooker hit him in the head. Or maybe the, maybe he just had uh, head trauma from hitting the ground, not even the slow cooker. But I guess since the slow cooker was there, it counts as a slow cooker-related death. Whatever. Um, the, and the first two are little, little tiny kids pulling slow cookers onto them. Um, and then the 2051, a 78-year-old woman was killed in a fire that may have been started by a slow cooker. Okay. But, Marissa, the meme itself is terrifying, isn't it? You have a big crock pot, yeah. outer glow, red, on top of a picture of fire. <laughs> I know. And all the text has the outer glow of red, and it's just, it's painful. Um, they also have a post with the same exact image, but this one, <laughs> this one's a little bit scarier. 7,600 ER visits associated with slow yeah. cookers from 2014 yeah. to 16. About a third were burns or scalds from the heat of the device or its contents. Other injuries included slips, trips, falls. Why are people walking around holding slow cookers? <laughs> I know. Or the, um, tripping on the cord or having the cord, uh, pull the cooker into a, onto a person and lacerations from sharp edges. Yeah. Uh, you got to go back pretty far to hit some of these, and I still haven't told you my favorite one. Okay. But I want you I to know my, my favorite one, but I won't say it in case it's yours. My favorite one is my favorite because it's clever. Coming soon. On August 24th, 2017, fidget spinners have small parts. They can be a choking hazard. So they got this kid, and he's got white sunglasses on, and he's holding two fidget spinners, one in each hand. And on the side it says, let me see if I can do this. 
The quest for truth takes us to many places. Some find it, others do not. Once found, live your truth. Just don't put fidget spinners in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fun. <laughs> um, they have one that is, it's, uh, it's like uh, there's a wide picture at the top and two square pictures on the bottom. Uh-huh. Um, and the top picture is a cardinal. I'm going to say the other one is maybe a sparrow. I, I definitely think I got that bird classification wrong. The other one is an owl. On the top picture, it says bird. On the sparrow, it says bird. On the owl, it says bird. But with a lowercase b. Interesting. The tweet says, On this most important hashtag National Bird Day, the Birds for Human Safety Consortium reminds you to use your space heater safely. Keep your portable generator at least 20 feet away from your home and either remove or keep watering your Christmas tree. <laughs> okay. That's it. <laughs> the picture is not related at all. <laughs> Back at Christmas time, they had a picture of a kind of like a crafty type reindeer, like one you might see at Michael's or something like that. And then they have words that presumably the reindeer is saying. And they say, we don't do this because we like the cold. Oh, yeah. We don't do it because we like to pull a sleigh. We sure don't do it for the money. We do it because kids deserve presents, good presents. Presents that are all that meet all safety standards, because there are things you can't fix through science or design in this crazy world, but those things are not toys. Toys can and must be safe, and when they are, we are just the deer to carry them. Now, Marissa, help me with this sentence. There are things you can't fix through science or design in this crazy world. What? What the hell does design have to do with anything? I don't know. I really like this person. <laughs> They also have this continuing thing, which you must have seen by now, which is they have a picture of a house, and on either side of the house, they have an animal. For a period, they had a bunch of different animals. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at one now that was around Halloween time, and they have mm-hmm. two crows coming out of the house. More recently, they have two cats coming out of the house, because cats are, I guess, all-year-round type things. They had giraffes at one point. It was very strange. Anyway, the emphasis of this particular meme is to encourage that you have to have two ways out of your house and that you have to have a fire escape plan. If you only have one way and the fire is there, then you can't get out the other. Anyway, it says, quote the raven, make a home fire escape plan with your family this Friday the 13th. Nice. I like that. Now, have you seen Ted in the memes? Ted is an ATV driving guy, but he has helmets and he has pads. So, um, are you looking at the one with the dragons, perhaps? Right now, I'm... Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw the dragon one, yeah. Ted enters a dark yeah. cavern. Through the pitch black, he sees the dim glow of two, nay, four eyes. He is glad he wore prote- proper gear. Glove, boots, long pants, long sleeves, goggles, and a helmet. That's it, guys. That's it. The first one actually featured Ted, and Ted was on the Oregon Trail, but he was riding an ATV. And so he was safe, but they were like, stay away from the water, Ted. Anyway. How long ago did you go? I went all the way back to June of 2017. Uh, They also had one that I did not particularly like uh, on December 16th. It says, be sure to keep candles away from curtains and drapes. More holiday decorating tips here. And it's a menorah lighting curtains on fire. Didn't really like that. Truth is hard. You might be saying, well, Pete, have you mentioned your favorite yet? No, I have not. On August 14th of 2017, they made a post that said, CO is an invisible killer. It can't be seen, can't be heard, and can't be smelled, but it can be stopped. On, on the on the picture, 
it has the text, keep your portable generator at least 20 feet away from your home. Okay. And there's a picture of a portable generator in the middle of a desert. <laughs> and I think that's the best one that they have. Because <laughs> nobody has a home in the desert. <laughs> uh, Marissa, what's your favorite? Well, my actual favorite was that chair one. But while you were talking, I, my, my chair one is my favorite because it's fun. My favorite because it's stupid <laughs> is a short 18 second video and it's a plate of cookies. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it says 1,500 ER visits associated with cookies in 2016. And you're like, what? That's scary enough. <laughs> and then, where does it say? What the, what the, it cuts, nut allergies, thermal burns, slips, trips, falls, and exertion injuries. What does that have to do with cookies? <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with cookies. If you trip because there's a cookie, when there's a cookie in your hand, that's not a cookie injury. That's an injury that happens to be cookie adjacent. <laughs> okay? So that's annoying. Well, you know what? The government doesn't have time to make those silly distinctions, yeah, okay? No, should. That's why our country is in the state. Yes. Sing it. Because we don't have time to discern, Okay. <laughs> I really don't have anything else to add, and uh, in case you were wondering, no, I didn't follow them, because I don't think I care. I, I just thought it was really dumb. <laughs> Throughout the week, uh, I have been complaining to Marissa about the, the difficulty I was having trying to think of any topic this week, and I had a list of things here, um, but for some reason, this was just the one that kept coming back. Yeah. I think we should do an episode two where we just do a bunch of things that we didn't know before, but that are really short and easy. In line with that, yesterday somebody texted me, T-I-L, and then they told me something. And I was like, what? And they were like, T-I-L, Michael Jackson had a Moonwalker movie. And I was like, Till Michael Jackson had a Moonwalker movie? I was like, what does that mean? And he's like, today I learned. Uh, and I was like, is that a thing? No. And then he's like, yeah. And then... uh Maybe he, among people who learn a lot. Nerds. I was like, what? So yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Tide pods, however, were on my list, so I kind of got it in anyway. <sighs> I'm gonna have to eat one. No, you're not. Yep. You can't eat gluten, and you want to eat a tide pod? Because <laughs> you know what? I have nothing else to eat <laughs> in this world, so I might as well eat a tide pod. You got any good plugs this week, Marissa? I'm gonna plug myself. Follow me, the podcaster, at Wrist Vandal. Or follow my other creative project at Courtship of Veneer. Speaking of self-promotion, you can call us both at 570-763-9231. That's 570-POD-WAD-1. Yeah. You Edit. can also check out all of our good stuff at yallheard.me, our website, uh, which also has a link to our Patreon account. If you, right now, Juan is my favorite listener. If you would like to beat Juan for that coveted spot, Call us, rate us on iTunes, or message me on Cacao Talk like he does with things that reference our show. What yeah. is Cacao Talk? Download it and be at risk vandal. <laughs> then you then you could battle it out with Juan. So, there you go. Thanks for listening, Juan. I keep plugging podcasts that have nothing to do with us, but um, there's one that I like that's really weird, and I haven't. Li they just put out a new episode, and I'm looking for like I'm really looking forward to listening to it. I might listen to it when we're done just sit yeah. in my living room and stare at the wall and listen to hollow public radio 
Um, and it's it's a definitely a production, and it's written and everything like that. But man, I think it's their second, maybe their third episode. They have it's called Nickel Beer Night, and the whole entire hour focuses like on a made up news story. Yeah. About Nickel Beer Night at a baseball stadium, and it's just magical. All the directions that they go in. Okay. The debut episode, actually, I was like tearing up at the end. And so it's not just a purely comedy thing, but it's definitely a performance-based thing, and they have great production and everything like that. So it's definitely a lot of people who like working with audio, working with audio. So give it a try, try if you want. They don't release on a weekly basis. I actually don't know if it's monthly or what, but uh, okay. every time it comes through my feed, I'm like, yeah. I'm not plugging this, but I just want to tell you that I learned today that there is a podcast called, I think it's T-I-L? called... T-I-L? Yeah, T-I-L. Did you, did you T-I-L? T-I-L. <laughs> Matinee, manatee matinee, or like matinee manatee, or maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, it's a podcast made specifically to help you sleep, and it's mm, underwater well, like, sounds as a backdrop to people talking in a soft voice about old movies. <laughs> what? I love it. That's all. Yeah, that's I'll guys. say too. I feel like I I already plugged this, but um. There's a new show on Comedy Central called uh, Corporate, and uh, the episode that they had this week was called The Pain of Being Alive. And Marissa, if you ever have the opportunity to take even just a few minutes to sit down and watch the beginning of the episode, uh, you definitely should. Because, that sounds uh, like it hits too close to home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Okay. Have a good week. Oh, you know what? One of the things we don't really tend to ask for, but if you want to contact us through any of those means that we put out there, or perhaps in the reviews or whatever, you can give us some suggestions, too, of things that we could cover, just like Juan did. So we don't really ask for that, but we're totally open to suggestions, okay? Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.